That's right, it's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. I am doing very well. My trusted system and its weekly review to keep it in good shape is doing just terrible. <laughs> I haven't done a weekly review, um, sadly. Um, but um, that's the way that it currently is in my neck of the woods. Um, how about you? How are you doing? And how's your weekly review? I am doing fine. I also did not do a weekly review. Uh, this day, which is normally the day I would do one, just got kind of busy and I never sat down to do it. And I have no good excuse and I don't need one. <laughs> I am wondering if uh, part of the resistance for me is our multi-part episode series on kind of the goals, like higher mm -hmm. level things. Um, yeah. And kind of knowing in the back of my head that there's a lot of, there's probably a lot more thought I need to do than just running through the list of tasks. Um, so I think... Part of that might be kind of procrastinating doing that. Still not a good reason because staying on top of things is still important. But I think, I think I'm feeling like my trusted system needs more than just one weekly review's worth of work. Yeah. I, I mean, I probably need that as well. And I'm not sure. Like January was going really swimmingly. But February has felt quite uh, a struggle. Um, and, uh, you know, even with the weekly to-do. So last week, neither of us had done one, and we didn't have a new one picked out. But this week, we are trying to get back on track. So let's start with the music. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. So, James, did you have a secret weekly to-do that you did? And can you tell us what it is? Um, I did have a secret weekly to-do that I did. What was it? <laughs> I don't. It's so secret. I've locked it off from my own brain. I know I did some things. Oh, I mean, I had to reorder some. A I had to fill a prescription. That's what I mm -hmm. did. That's important. Period. And that got done. That got done. Good. Not good for you. Not you know. Not one of your glamorous weekly to dos. More of the <laughs> the block and tackle something that has to happen, but it counts. So there we go. It sure does. Well, for me, my weekly to-do that I picked in secret after last 
show was over is I downloaded the final uh, bank statements that I needed to do my taxes and uh, downloaded the statements plus the uh, spreadsheets that I can plug in to my own app numbers so that I can report expenses and stuff like that. And I was pretty proud of myself to get all those things downloaded. And while I was there, I downloaded whatever 2021 statements were available and started a new folder for this year. Nice. Yeah. I mean, again, not one of your glamorous weekly to-dos, but stuff that needs to be done. I am kind of surprised at myself, you know, as compared to the last couple of years where I was uh, not doing my taxes till mid-October, that I feel pretty certain I can get these done um, this month, in the month of February. And that feels good. Excellent. So this week, we thought we'd talk about a topic that we have visited before, but I'm interested in again, which is, I don't know if you call it emergency preparedness, but certainly things to do when uh, some kind of emergency is coming up. <laughs> I guess that is emergency preparedness. But last summer, when we had the wildfires, we were both inspired to talk about, you know, being prepared in case one had to leave one's home on short notice and also how to, you know, be prepared to just stay home when an emergency is going on outside. Now, uh, six months later, we are having what we call in Portland a snowpocalypse, which may not meet the standards of snowpocalypse in other parts of the country or the world. But for Portland, it's a pretty big deal when everybody is snowed in for about a week, which it's been. And when hundreds of thousands of people lose power and, you know, that kind of stuff uh, certainly inspires one to think of, am I prepared? And, how could I be even more prepared next time? <laughs> uh, so in my case, uh, when I realized that it was going to be a big snow and then also freezing rain, which is the worst combination, uh, and uh, because for one thing, it makes the trees fall apart. And then when the trees come down or the big branches come down, then the power lines come down. And I thought, what can I do differently this time? Because last year, I actually had discovered that I could run my internet router and uh, my, um, so, you know, two things need to be plugged in for the internet to work. This is not a high level tech discussion. This is just mm. how I understand it. <laughs> the Wi-Fi router and then the thing that brings the the internet into the house. Uh, and uh, they both plug into, you know, a regular outlet here in my office, but we lost power uh, at some point 
last year and I realized that I had these two power packs. I don't know what you call them. They're like little generators. I think they call them travel uh, power stations uh, that I got last year that came from Jackery. And I bought them initially to run the television outside in the backyard for backyard uh, micro cinema last summer. And I could run those two things off of the power and still get the internet, thereby being able to watch streaming video. And as I was watching it, I thought, this may not be the most judicious use of the power (laughs) that I have. I mean, I could live without watching TV shows or whatever. Um, But I liked the idea that I could, you know, in a pinch, I could still run the internet, provided the internet was not also down, but that's a whole nother level of emergency outage. So this time I was thinking about it as we were coming into this snow and ice period. (laughs) And I thought, what if you downloaded things now, then you could just have to power up your iPad. Um, And that's what the power portable power packs are actually best for. They can charge up your devices like multiple times. And wouldn't that be a more, uh, sensible use of your emergency power instead of running the internet <laughs> so that you could download or at least, you know, stream things. So that's what I did. That's my new hack. If you think that there's any chance you will lose power, make sure you have a couple hours, a few hours of downloaded video from your various services that allow downloading. Like I, I downloaded stuff from Hulu, from CBS all access and from Netflix so that uh, I would be set. Um, Spoiler alert, the power never really went off except when I was recording a podcast. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) With five people. And it was kind of a, a stressful moment where I'm supposed to be participating in this thing that uh, five other people are hanging around um, listening, you know, and talking on, and all of a sudden I'm off, totally off. And the power did come back, and the internet did come back, and I was able to rejoin everybody on Zoom maybe 10 minutes later. I considered plugging everything into one of my power packs, but it just felt like too much extra work. So the power did not go off in any seriously long way for me, although it did for lots of people in Portland. So I didn't need my big stash of downloaded videos, but I was ready. And I think that's um, that's something that's on my checklist from now on. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's a, that is a good, a good thing to think about is, especially you also don't have control over whether, the other side of the internet is working. Like mm-hmm. even if you plug everything in, the the ISP might be down or what have you. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, so far, uh, for a change at the moment, it seems like we don't have a a natural catastrophe in California. Um, yeah. 
So um, things have been okay where I am in in San Jose. Um, But you had also sent along that uh, article about uh, like a go bag or a prep bag. And I realized Mm -hmm. as I was reading it that most of my prep has been around like what if I'm stuck in my house without Mm -hmm. power, right? So I have... I have bottled water, I have some canned food, I have a manual can opener, you know. Um, I have uh, a lantern that I got this past year. But I, reading that article, realized that if I did have to bug out, like something happened, I really am not very well prepared in terms of having something packed and ready to go. So, um Maybe that's something I can work on in the next couple of weeks is putting together at least a a notion of a bag (laughs) that if I needed to to leave, I could could do so. Yeah. 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 So the article is in the Brooks Review uh, from Ben Brooks, and it's called We Need to Rethink Emergency Slash Go Slash Bug Out Bags. And... I did experience like, you know, a momentary bug out bag situation when the wildfires last summer were, you know, first like getting out of control. And I have seen, you know, the damage that they can do in California and how quickly they can like just destroy a neighborhood not unlike my own. Like sometimes when you hear the words wildfires and you think like out in some remote forest Mm -hmm. somewhere and that that's probably where the most of the acreage of wildfires takes place, but that doesn't mean they can't come and burn your neighborhood down either. And so when that was happening, you know, in addition to also the the air quality, off the index air quality, I thought if I have to leave, I I do need to have something packed now. And, you know, it was pretty amateur compared to Ben Brooks, but I did pack underwear. (laughs) And I did pack, um, yeah, some clothes that could be worn in layers. I mean, it it was the summertime, so I wasn't worried about sub-freezing temperatures. Um, and I went to the the convenience store in the neighborhood and bought some snacks, like little snack packages and snack bars. And that's, you know, what I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. energy-type bars, because I thought, yeah, what if I'm stuck in some kind of shelter um, and I need some kind of food. So I bought things, which I still have, because I didn't buy anything that I was really dying to eat. Like, <laughs> I didn't buy anything chocolate, or <laughs> I didn't buy potato chips, or whatever. They're just like like Luna bars, and they're lemon-flavored, and I like them fine, but I wouldn't eat them uh, as a matter of course, so I still have those. But you know, being prepared for that kind of thing. I got water bottles, you know, like individual water bottles, which um, one of the things that Ben says in this article is that he has his still 
you know, wrapped in their plastic, like shrink wrapped together, mm-hmm. which mine are not anymore because I have opened up the plastic. And I thought, ah, well, it was too big of a bunch for me to carry anyway, but um, that's something I might consider replacing is like just getting a six pack of water bottles instead of a 24 pack um, that can go with me. But yeah, water, flashlight, um, I have the power station, so I would definitely bring the small station also has a flashlight on it. So I would, I would probably bring both if I could. Um, and, uh, cause that in my experience is a great way to win friends and influence people is to charge up their devices for them. <laughs> So being prepared to charge up more than just my own would be a good thing. But I liked what he said about, you know, having your phone ready to make reservations, um, probably at some motel somewhere, if that was where you had to bug out to, and uh, making sure your Apple Pay is all set up, which um, I guess... Mine is, but I haven't tested it or checked it out, you know, whether the apps I have for making reservations take Apple Pay. So that was one of the points that stuck with me is like making sure your phone is ready to go Mm -hmm. is probably the best use of your, your preparedness energy because the phone is probably going to help you the most. Unless it's a complete meltdown of all services, and then all bets are off. Then all bets are certainly, and then yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think that um, the water that I have is still wrapped, mm-hmm. although it's probably time to re, like, I don't think it's sat there for a long time, so. It's probably time to refresh my supply. Um, Also, uh, for me, uh, there's the added wrinkle that my car is an electric car. Mm. And I don't always have it fully charged. Um, Right. And so, um, but I like when the wildfires were happening over the summer, I made sure that my car was charged up. So I could get as far away as possible without a recharge. Um, but I mean, making sure your car's gassed up is also because if something happens and you need to leave quickly, um, mm-hmm. everybody's going to need gas that didn't fill up. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> so much to think about. I know. Um, and then you hope it never happens. Right. You hope it never happens, but boy, there's been a lot of happenings. There has been a lot yeah. of happenings. I was uh, reading today, um, uh, especially with all the news out of Texas and yeah. folks without power, without heat, without water, um, about uh, clay pot heaters. Hmm. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. So the notion is... Um, Keep a terracotta um, clay pot around without mm-hmm. without a drainage hole in the bottom. So like a solid. And if you're in a situation where, you know, you don't have heat, 
you you kind of take this pot, you turn it upside down, you prop it up so that there's some airflow underneath it, and then you light a candle underneath the clay pot. Um, and the the hot air rising from the candle apparently gets absorbed and radiated out of the clay pot, and it gives off more heat that, you know, you can put your hands around and kind of get a little warmth from, um, much more than just burning the candle. That makes sense. Because instead of the hot air kind of just from the candle just going straight up to the ceiling, you're catching it in this pot, and the pot can conducts heat fairly well so it kind of absorbs the heat and then radiates it into the room and then you can get a little bit of heat from a candle plus the light from the candle so um, I read that today and I had not known about that before and I'm probably gonna buy a clay pot Um, not that you know it never gets incredibly cold here but um yeah, that's what they used to say in Texas. That is true. So, um, <laughs> a clay pot a day keeps these sub-zero temperatures away. Is what <laughs> nobody says that. <laughs> no, but you uh, heard it here first, folks. Because <laughs> who the heck else would put that string of words together? I think that is a good reminder of another thing that I don't really have a lot of is actual candles. I mean, I have a lot of tea lights, but I don't have the kind of candle that would work for that uh, clay pot idea. Remarkably, I've seen, like, I, because I saw something go by on Twitter, and then I kind of read a few articles, and there are some folks who, like, even with a little, like a little tea light, if you put a few under the pot, it'll, 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 get you more heat than having just the candles. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously not a great deal. I also read somebody suggest doing it with Sterno, um, which gives you a fair amount of heat um, Mm. with the clay pot. Um, I'm not going to stock Sterno, though, on the off chance that I need a clay pot heater. Um, (laughs) But having a few more candles... And having a, a clay pot around, that is seems very doable. Yeah. Wow. And, of course, you want to watch it because there's an open flame, so you don't want to yeah. like, just go to sleep. <laughs> like, all the regular safety precautions regarding open, open fire in your house, open flame <laughs> in your house, applies. So, Yeah. Um, well, I like the... Um idea in that it doesn't produce carbon monoxide uh, as some people have found to their peril is not a good thing to have you know stuck in your house um, right well it probably produces a little but no more than a candle right right I'll make my usual disclaimer for this show which is we are not uh, chemistry experts, <laughs> experts of uh, pyrochemistry, if that is a thing, we would not be experts in it. Well, James, you got any more nifty hacks we should I, discuss? I have no more nifty hacks, just uh, 
just wanted to, because I looked it up, for safety. We're all about safety here at the Weekly Review. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, candles do release carbon dioxide. Um, and monoxide, yes. Monoxide both. is the one that's poisonous for us. Monoxide and dioxide, it produces both. Um, okay. So if you're doing any kind of burning of things, including candles, you do want some ventilation. Um, and of course, don't like burn a candle and then turn that pot upside down and take a big whiff of what's been building <laughs> up in there either. And be careful about touching the pot because it could get very hot. Um, yeah. So just those a couple of safety tips. You can tell why I am not like, a person that goes and gives, like, the fire safety talk to assemblies <laughs> of children. The disclaimer applies. We we do our best, but we don't claim to be experts. We- At pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, we're experts at making this podcast. That is true. We have a hell of a lot of experience at it. Yes. And listeners, if you are experts or at least uh, familiar with any emergency hacks of your own, please let us know. We could always stand to learn something, clearly. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm, on micro.blog, and on Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review, or email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. If you are listening to this without power or under severe weather conditions. We hope that things get better for you soon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot